Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Friday, September 4th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our Tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians open a three-game series uh, Friday night against the Milwaukee Brewers at Progressive Field, home after a, a six-game road trip to uh, Missouri, where they uh, lost a couple of uh, lost a couple of games, but really they, they they came out looking pretty good offensively at the end. And they're starting to identify some some spots where uh, guys like Framil Reyes, Francisco Lindor, uh, Tyler Naquin are really starting to hit the ball. Yeah, they went four and two on the trip, Joe. Um, you know, there was some big uh, offensive uh, uh, nights, as you can expect from this feast and famine offense. And, uh, you know, then but the last couple games in Kansas City, they look like, you know, Maybe like you were saying, they were kind of ha- finding a happy medium and maybe getting, you know, more than one or two guys hot in that lineup and, uh, you know, maybe having a, a more consistent offense. And uh, this is going to be an, an an interesting series this weekend against the Brewers. Right. This is a team uh, in the Brewers that's, you know, been in the mix in the NL Central for the last couple of seasons uh, in terms of the playoffs. Uh, they still feature... Uh, former MVP in Christian Yelich. Uh, they've they've got a, a hot young hitter in uh, Keston Hira, who, who's sort of helping to carry the offense uh, before Yelich was able to get going uh, most recently. Uh, they just got rid of their power-hitting first baseman. They DFA'd uh, Justin Smoke. Uh, and Ryan Braun, uh, you know, who knows? That's another former MVP uh, who, who knows where he fits in the mix right now. Uh but then when you look at their pitching, uh, they're among the, the league leaders in, in strikeouts and, and also uh, opponents' batting average. They're, they're uh, not doing very well there. So uh, really, they mirror the Indians in, in a couple of, uh, of categories, but uh, you know it, it, their record doesn't reflect it. They're 17 and 19. Uh, they're fighting, fighting right now basically for their playoff uh, hopes. Yeah, it's uh, um, you know it's an interesting. Uh, they didn't make any moves. It's, I, I guess that you know people were expecting them to maybe be sellers at the deadline, but they didn't make any uh, big moves. So they must feel they're still in it. Uh, you know, with the with the expanded postseason, uh, and uh, you know, I was surprised with Smoke. 
uh, you know, uh, them letting him go. Uh, he's always hit pretty well against the Indians. I think he beat them last year in Toronto, didn't he, with a late oh. home run? Oh, yeah, I was there for that game. That was uh, not a lot of fun. <laughs> having yeah. to rip up the, uh, the postgame story. But yeah, the, uh, the walk-off there. Uh, Justin Smoke always hits the Indians pretty well, but they won't have to worry about him. They might have to worry about Josh Hader, though, a uh, guy who's positioning himself on the NL side of things for a possible Cy Young uh, consideration. Uh, their all-star reliever, left-hander out of the pen, who when he comes into the game, you can kiss your offense goodbye. He hasn't given up a hit all season in 12 appearances. Yeah, dominant, dominant guy. Um, you know, and teams inquired about him at the deadline. Uh, obviously, uh, the Brewers listened, but I, I don't know what it's going to take to get him. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a weapon right there. So, uh, you know, the Indians, hopefully uh, they're playing from ahead, you know, with the lead and they don't have to face him more than more than once or twice. Well, I guess once would be enough if because if you're facing more than two or three times, you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. The, the idea is to go a three game series and not have him make any appearances out of the bullpen. Uh, if you don't have to see him. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Indians open this three-game series here uh, Friday night, and then uh, on, right on the heels of that, they get to face the uh, the Royals again in a four-game home series. Uh, opportunity here, if you can take maybe two or three or, or sweep the uh, the Brewers to for your offense to get really healthy the following week uh, against Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City, I mean, Chicago hammered them last night. I, I mean, it, it seemed like. Did you see that home run? Uh, the kid, uh, uh, Luis Robert hit about a 458 foot home run. Uh, yeah, I, I I have my my candidates in mind right now for my rookie of the year vote. Uh, I, I actually, you know, what the last two years I uh, I voted rookie of the year for for the BBWA. I think I'm doing manager this year. Uh, so I, I won't have a chance to vote for Luis Robert, but he would definitely have my vote right now as the the AL's Rookie of the Year. He's a monster, man! Wow, yeah. we've seen Scary. him a lot. You know, we we haven't seen him hit for a lot of power against the Indians, but you know, all he does is he seems like he gets five or six hits every series. He, he gets on base. That's yeah. that's exactly what he does. And the Indians are going to be facing him uh, against Chicago for the next eight years because he's he he, he might be a rookie, but he's he's locked up for. Uh, a contract that pays him, you know, pretty well for the next eight seasons uh, there in Chicago. Uh, yeah, just looking forward to, uh, you know, the, the next, the upcoming weekend and, and week over the Labor Day uh, holiday. Yeah, the Indians are, are going to get uh, get to throw Carrasco and then Savali and Bieber uh, against Milwaukee. So, you're, you know, you like your chances there with uh, with the Indians pitching rotation. As uh, the the AL pitcher of the month, uh, Shane Bieber is going to get to start on Sunday as well. Yeah, that's that's you know that's that's a nice way to anchor a, in the series. And a Carrasco, if I'm not mistaken, is is pitched pretty well against Milwaukee. I know he uh, pitched well in Milwaukee a couple years ago when they were up there. Um, complete complete game, 14 strikeouts the last time he faced Milwaukee. Yeah, so uh, w that would be nice to see that version of Carrasco because, you know, last time out was good after, a, you know, about th two or three, you know, kind of shaky starts. So maybe, you know, he's found something. Uh, he's got his mechanics worked out and uh, teams that don't see him a lot, you know, he can throw that uh, whatever that thing is, you know, the change up, uh, the, the break. What is what is that? A, a 
it's fork ball it, change up or something or some yeah it's a split it's a split change is, is yeah. what they call it but in order to get to that in order to make that effective he has to have his fastball command and he has to throw his fastball for strikes and uh you know we saw that in the last outing the, the two previous outings he was struggling with his command and and when he struggles with his fastball command he's he's not the same pitcher that you know can can get to guys and and, and give you 14 strikeouts in a game yeah, so, so that that would be good to get him going, and uh, he's he's in an ideal position here. Right. Uh, some housekeeping uh, news and notes on the Indians uh, today: they um, outrighted outfielder Domingo Santana to the alternate site in Lake County. Uh, that means a player on the sixty-man player pool had to go, and that was infielder Jake Elmore. Uh, he had been with the Indians since uh, the start of summer training camp. Elmore came uh, had some experience with the Pirates, and he was a, a, an older sort of veteran type guy. Uh, you know, he, he'd gotten some play uh, in the um, sim games and the the, the inter squad games that they were playing during summer training camp, but you know, never really got a shot uh, to to play for uh, the major league club. And when they broke camp, uh, so Domingo goes down to the. Uh, the alternate site, what do you think his chances of sticking with the Indians beyond, you know, the end of this season are? Uh, boy, I don't know, Joe. He, you know, he showed a little bit, but we never saw any consistency out of him. Um, just, it just looks, you know, they tried to give him at bats. He got, he got some, you know, consistent playing time, as consistent as you can get in a 60-game season. And, you know, right. we saw flashes and we just never saw, you know, we never saw it like, you know, indications that this guy was going to get on base, drive in runs. That's what they got him for. I think he, he'll probably, you know, he'll probably be a free agent at the end of this season. I mean, let's say he saw something that we didn't see, that I didn't see. Right. I think they're they're pretty much storing him right now over at the, the alternate site just in case something happens and they need to bring somebody back because of injury or, or anything. Uh, really, in a season like this, you could give him a chance. You can let him try, but the the ability to have patience with a guy like Tito likes to have with with his veterans, um, not not really there in a in a short sixty game season. It's it's put up or or you know get 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 lost pretty much uh, for these guys. Uh, another move that we didn't mention though they they made they brought over uh, Oscar Mercado. They sent Yu Chang back down to the alternate site. So uh, Chang, who had been with the team since uh, opening day is is now back down. He he really only had had seven eight at bats, something yeah. like that. He was he was sort of withering on the vine there, sitting on the bench waiting for an opportunity. But uh, like we said at the beginning of the season, these four infielders, these four switch hitting infielders, are all going to be stacked at the top of the lineup, and none of those guys ever want to come out for even in a blowout. They don't want to come out. So even Mike Freeman's a you know at least Freeman's got the the right approach every day. Uh, we know that it doesn't really bother him to sit on the bench and, and watch, uh, whereas Chang could be at least getting at bats and, and developing down at the alternate site. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough goal for a guy like Chang. Uh, you know, he felt bad for him. He had the great summer camp, you know, really came on, was hitting home runs, hitting the ball out of the park. Uh, looked like a completely different player to me, was making plays in the field. And then the season starts, and you, you, you're right, you get seven or eight at bats, and uh, – you know, 
I guess, you know, he, he was around the big league season and that, that, you know, is a dividend, but eventually you got to play. And that's why this season is so screwy. And it's so really, uh, you know, hurts the players like Chang. They can't play at AAA because there's no minor league season. And then you go down to the, uh, the alternate camp and uh, they're playing inter-squad games with uh, coaches playing second base in the outfield. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's not perfect, you know. It's it's baseball, but it's not perfect. What's going to happen to the minor leagues next year with with contraction and and all sorts? It's going to be totally. There's going to be so much competition just to make a a minor league squad really coming out of spring training. There are only going to be a few spots in in if you've got you know one team for each level at AAA, AA, single A. You're you're really limiting your options for, for a lot of development for these players. Yeah. I, I don't know, Joe. I mean, what the Indians have those two Arizona rookie league uh, teams in, in the complex kind of complex team. Right. And I guess th- that's where most of your, you know, at least for young guys is your development is going to be, but guys like Chang and, you know, Zimmer and those guys, they need to play. And I, you know, you'll have that at triple a, they'll be a triple a, but I don't know. They're going to have to figure out the, you know, the re, re, rework the feeder system all over again. Yeah, and you know, just thinking about it, even those spots for the the younger guys at the developmental leagues in in Arizona, even that's going to have competition. You're, it maybe guys who might be even getting drafted might not even get much of a look because the competition is going to be so high because spots are going to be so few moving forward. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. If they take the, uh, you know, the, the Mahoning Valley team out of the, if they do away with the New York Penn League, that's where right. most of the college kids that get drafted go. So you're, where you're, do talking they about, you're talking about guys who are college kids who are coming in, who have a little more polish than some of these 18-year-olds that you need to send to the dormitory sort of environment out in Arizona. You can send uh, a college kid out to the Mahoning Valley, uh, out to the New York Penn League, and and they're a little bit closer to professional, you know, than the than the high school kids. It, with that league gone, everybody's going to be squished into Arizona. That's that's that doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, I mean, in what Lynchburg, you got two two a hay ball teams with you know Lake County, Lynchburg, then Akron, right. and so maybe that's where it is. I mean, that's where most of the development takes place now. Yeah, who knows? But. Uh, you know, I, I have faith that the Indians system will, you know, be able to develop players still. You look at the track record that they've got with developing young pitchers right now, and it's, it's, it's the best in baseball. So uh, whatever the system shakes out to be, I think, is, is going to, you know, the Indians will find a way to, to make it work for them. Uh, also wanted to mention uh, yesterday's news, uh, Brad Hand, the Indians nominee for the Roberto Clemente Award. Uh, last year, Carlos Carrasco uh, winning the award. Uh, that's really the the most distinguished award for a player uh, in terms of his service, humanitarian efforts, uh, community service, uh, philanthropy, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Carrasco, a, a very deserving winner uh, last season, uh, especially in light of what he went through uh, with his cancer uh, diagnosis and his return to the field. Uh, Brad Hand going to try and follow that up with the Indians. Uh, he's been doing a lot of work since joining the club in, in 2018 uh, in the community. He started his Helping Hands Foundation. And uh, this season, 
uh, donated uh, something like you know 1,300 sets of equipment for uh, ball players in in the city who didn't have a, a summer baseball league, uh, the RBI program. Uh, Brad Hand, you know, getting out there doing doing work in the community, uh, setting an example for his children that he said he wanted to, you know, sort of show them that when you have a platform, you can use it in that way. Uh, just a, a well-deserved honor for Brad Hand to be nominated for this award. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it's always good to see players <clears throat> giving back, and and a lot of guys do. You know, a lot of guys do in, uh, on, on all teams, and uh, it's, you know, it's part of, uh, you know, they, they, I think they recognize that, you know, they're in a unique position that, uh, and, uh, you know, they have a, a certain uh, kind of God-given talent and uh, they're, you know, they're, and they're taking advantage of it and using it in more ways than just on the field. And that's, that's always great to see. And, and Hand is a good dude. And uh, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm impressed, definitely impressed. I'll tell you what impressed me. Uh, I was actually invited by the Indians out to cover uh, Hand uh, awarding some of these uh, equipment sets to uh, Cleveland baseball players, the youth out at uh, Luke Easter Park a couple weeks ago. And they set up a, a Zoom video call and Hand was there sort of on, a, on an iPad and the kids in the dugout could ask him questions. And what impressed me was these kids grilled Brad Hand for like 10, 15 minutes. They could ask him anything they wanted to. They were asking him questions like that reporters are professional reporters were, are, you know, shy away from it. You know, what's it feel like when you blow a game and, and that kind of stuff? Like, they, I, I was more impressed with, uh, and, and, and credit to Hand for not even blinking and answering some of these questions. He, he did a great job understanding that he was coming from kids. But uh, these kids were lining up. Each one of them stepped up to this, this video camera and asked Brad Hand to his face, what's it like to blow a major league game? <laughs> and he answered them. And it was, it was I'm, I'm sort of sitting there going, you know, at a boy, you know, way to, way to ask the, the tough questions there. You know, because I, I still got to interview the guy later on. It, it, I want him to at least answer my questions after that. But these guys were like were like ninjas. It was great. Yeah, closers are a different breed. Those guys, they expect that. But that, that's, that's nice to hear. Right. So, yeah, um, you know, obviously, uh, good luck to Brad Hand when they announced the Roberto Clemente Award. Uh, you know, we, we, we just talked about the, the passing of Tom Seaver. A contemporary of Tom Seaver's was obviously Roberto Clemente, uh, one of the greatest of all time, and and his his name being on that award makes it even more special for some of these players. All right, well, uh, you know, just to just to wrap up and and heading into um, heading into the weekend, you know, what are your thoughts right now? The 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 league announced this uh, this idea they're they're developing this playoff bubble uh, concept. And that you know the World Series could be taking place in Texas, uh, the the AL playoffs could be taking place in Southern California. Uh, are are you prepared to go enter the bubble, Hoinsey? <laughs> I, I don't know, Joe. I, I got to <laughs> see what the bubble looks like before I'm going anywhere. <laughs> no, I guess yeah. You know, I have not I've not done a lot of research into this, but uh, hey. If, if uh, you know, the NBA and the NHL has kind of pulled it off, right? It right. seems like it. Uh, so if they can do the same thing in baseball, it, it, it should be okay, I, I would think. 
Yeah, our, our former colleague uh, at Cleveland.com, who now works for The Athletic, Joe Varden, has been down in Orlando in the bubble. He's been you know, with the players, and he hasn't been allowed to leave, and, and all the restrictions that the players are under in the NBA bubble, uh, Joe's been under. So I, I wonder if we could shake him down for some, uh, some sort of insight as to what it's like being a reporter uh, in the bubble. And, and dealing with that, but you know, you, you, if you've got plans for October, maybe uh, maybe put them on hold because uh, <laughs> you might be you might be self quarantining for quite a while uh, as as we get closer to the Indians uh, potentially making the playoffs. Uh, always a, a a pleasant thought to think about October baseball here in Cleveland as we get the high school football ramping back up. It's Friday night, yeah. what what are we doing, man? And where's where's Manor play tonight? Menor is playing Euclid, Euclid tonight, oh, either tonight or tomorrow, I think. I think it's tonight. Oh, that's always a fun one. You know, you, you know how, how how big I am on high school football, so right. uh, always always enjoy watching that stuff. So uh, a little bit different this year. Won't be splitting my attention between every Friday night home game for the Indians and, uh, you know, where my Wildcats are playing, but <laughs> eventually we'll get there. All right, Hoinsey, uh, we will talk to you again next week as the Indians continue their homestand uh, with Kansas City, and uh, we'll see what develops. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.